The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school, conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello, hello, everyone. Happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Download Podcast. This one is going up right at the end of August. That is because I am starting a new semester, which means this week's episode is my semester recap from D3 Summer. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Starting clinic, test cases, requirements, lecture classes, clubs, balancing it all. It's kind of the topic for this week's episode, so I'm excited to share that with you all. Okay, first off, before we get into the topic of the episode, if you listen every week and you listen early right away, I'm sorry if the past couple weeks there's been moments where the episodes were put in out of order. That is totally my fault. Life has been very, very crazy. That's why I'm recording this episode the day it goes up, so it's up a little bit later in the day instead of 5 a.m. I'm going to get back on top of things, guys. I promise my same intern is still helping with all of the guest episodes. That's why those have been up on time, but sometimes accidentally me upload them (laughs) out of order. So I'm working on it. There's a lot on my plate, as you all know, and this podcast is really important to me and I don't ever want to miss a Monday. So I've been able to keep that up for, what are we, 125, 126 episodes now. And I think that's a testament to how much I care about this, how much I care about you all and your successes in your dental journey. But now that my little apology is done, we're going to talk about my D3 summer semester. So I'm going to do this in two little parts. First being clinic test cases, test cases I've done, I have left, my game plan going forward, overall adjusting experience, the struggles of getting patients and keeping patients. And then also we'll go through my classes, likes and dislikes from those. And then we'll wrap up with any extracurriculars and personal life updates. So for clinic, I'm just going to blab about this. I don't have any notes, but test cases, I was able to complete everything that I needed to to get graded this semester. I didn't end up with any incompletes, anything lingering. I met our requirements for test cases for the semester. And the way that works is class by class, you have a bunch you can pick from, and then you have to complete however many per semester. So for example, for restorative, I did a caries risk assessment and I did a digital scan. Those are my two test cases, but I could have done a one surface filling, a two surface filling, um, an intracoronal scan. So like if you did a crown prep, you could scan that kind of thing. And I just pulled up my document where I have all my test cases. I organize everything in a Google Sheet and it is very effective. I have the class by class in a different color and then under that I have each test case for that 
disciplines. So oral medicine, restorative, radiology, prosthodontics, and perio are the different disciplines that we have test cases in. And then under that, I have the different test cases, and then I have a checkbox for when I finish it. And then the next column is the date that I submitted it, the patient chart number, and then I put the link to the survey we use like Qualtrics and then you do a self-assessment and then it gives you like a PDF uh, link of your response and then you submit that to Canvas and then your faculty that you worked with grades it. For test cases for restorative you work with two faculty but for all the other disciplines you just work with one faculty so that's something that's a little different. I don't know how it's done at different schools but I was able to get those two restorative ones done and then I have a plan to finish the rest of my oral medicine ones. I got one done going over health history and then the rest of them are combined oral medicine radiology so I'm going to be using a specific patient in mind. I have to fill out this long document interpreting the radiographs and then the first test case grade is presenting the treatment plan to the patient and then the second test case grade is presenting the treatment plan to the faculty obviously using your radiographic and clinical findings and then your final grade is getting consent from the patient so that's like a no-brainer but you have to do the first two parts in order to be able to then get consent and finish that three series test case and then I finished Most of my test cases for radiology, that just basically is getting different x-rays done, three FMXs, five bite wings, three pans, and then submitting those self-assessments. And then for prosthodontics, I did a diagnostic mounting test case on a classmate because none of my patients have needed any impressions that I would mount. I took impressions to do whitening trays for one patient, but you're not going to trim those in the same way that you would a diagnostic model that you're mounting because for whitening trays you want them as thin as possible that way the tray material can adapt really tightly versus diagnostic mounting would be if you're making some kind of removable or fixed appliance like a denture or partial denture so I haven't gotten to we have a second and a third one for those diagnostic mountings so I've done two out of the three And then the third one has to be on an actual patient. And then I also have to do basically some crowns, RPDs, and complete dentures. So hopefully I'll get all those done in the next couple semesters. And then they don't have us do any any perio test cases for summer semester. So that's kind of a recap of what I did. I got A's on everything and that really helped my GPA. My GPA was not stellar this semester, let me tell you guys. The clinic classes, as I just said, I got an A in them, so that was cool. But some of my lecture classes were tough. They just did not go that well. So my GPA was a tiny bit lower than normal, not dramatically lower because there is a lot of credits tied to the clinical classes and I did excel in those. So it balanced it out. But like, I think I got a C and a couple B minuses or something, which usually I'm more A's and B's. So that was a little disappointing, but honestly, it is what it is. And I just try to take the exams when I do poorly and look at them and understand my mistakes and go from there. Before I jump ahead too much and talk about classes, last thing I want to say is like working with patients. So I've talked about this in podcasts before, so I don't want to go 
too, too heavy into detail, but basically you're assigned a list of patients. That's who you work on, whatever they need. That's the work you do. It doesn't matter how simple or how complicated it is. You get what you get. And some people struggle a lot because they have so much complicated work right away. Some people like me were kind of bored because we didn't have anything complicated, but you also weren't stressed because it was easy stuff. So it's kind of a give and take. I did my first restoration. I don't know if I told you guys that. I didn't test case it because it was tiny and it was a mesial facial on a lower incisor. So it didn't really meet a criteria for a test case. And it was my first one and it was like, why would I test case it basically? So I didn't, but it went pretty well. I learned some things from it and I'm looking forward to doing more this semester. However, I don't have many patients with treatment needs or so I thought. <laughs> Literally, it's a good thing I'm recording this today because if I recorded it before break or a couple weeks ago, I wouldn't have known that I just got assigned four new patients in one day, which is crazy because I can tell you I was assigned two new patients all of last semester and I had to like beg and bother the people in charge of assigning patients to even get them. And one of them isn't even going to come back to the school because they didn't really want treatment. It was kind of a headache, but it is what it is. And then the other patient I haven't gotten to see yet because he was assigned to me the very last week of clinic and my schedule was already full. So I'm seeing that patient early this semester. So really, I haven't gotten any new patients that I've actually seen other than the one patient that isn't going to come back for any actual treatment, unfortunately. But I was just assigned four new ones from a current D4 who has too many patients, essentially, that they can't treat them and manage all of them. So they assigned me some of his patients. And it looks like some of them just need restorative checkups, but a couple of them actually have restorative needs, some restorations. So I'm so excited. And hopefully they're good patients, responsive patients, reliable patients that actually show up. That's the biggest thing is patient management and being on top of it, what I like to do is I will call the patient to schedule their appointment and then I ask them, do you have a preference of a text or a phone call reminder? Most patients that are under the age of like 60 usually prefer text. And then after that, I primarily would communicate with those types of patients via text message. But if they say phone call, then of course I will communicate with phone call. But so I set up the initial appointment and if they do text, I will text them right after we hang up with the actual appointment date so they have it in writing. And then one week out, I try to text or call them to remind them and then our school sends them like an automated voicemail reminding them about two or three days before and then again I either call or text them the day before and I've realized it's important the way you phrase the message because if you say like hey so-and-so are you still coming in for your appointment tomorrow question mark they think it's cancelable and they don't value your time as much from what I've noticed so and then I also have noticed if you say hey so-and-so I'll see you tomorrow for your appointment at this time period not everyone thinks to respond to that. They're like, cool, they reminded me, but they don't think to respond to you to say, yes, I'll be there. And for us, I don't want to get this cubicle all set up and waste my time, the school's time, resources, just to have the patient no-show, which happens so much. But if you have them actually saying, yes, I'll be there, or no, something came up, I can't make it, it makes it a lot easier to avoid those no-shows. So the way that I've decided to start phrasing it and what I've been doing the past couple of weeks and has been working well is, hi, so-and-so, period, please reply to confirm your appointment on this date at this time, period. And that is asking them to respond, and they say, yes, I'll be there, or no, something came up. Like, it is saying they need a response, and it's also saying, you have an appointment, 
it's not wishy-washy like you need to be there basically and I have found good results with that so that's a little tip if you're transitioning into clinic or if you're having trouble with no-shows it could literally just be about how you're phrasing it and even I've heard people kind of tell patients like I only get four appointments a week or six or whatever it is and if you don't show up I'm missing points for the week credits and attendance and I fail that week if you don't come to your appointment so it's really important that you show up or you tell me with advance notice so I can try to fill your spot I've heard people doing that I personally haven't done it it really hasn't come down to that I've been able to fill my schedule and stay on top of things but if that's something you're dealing with you could even resort to that and see how it works but I've heard it's effective for the people that have done it it's a little extreme but Sometimes extreme measures are necessary to get through dental school. And that leads me into one more thing I want to talk about before we jump into classes. So we kind of discussed getting patients and keeping patients in my perspective. It's just being on top of it, following up with them. And we have a system where we're supposed to put in contact notes and we, anytime we talk to them. And that's part of our patient management grade. So I make sure I'm really diligent about that. If I call them, if I text them, I put it into the system that I contacted them. And everything that was said, it just kind of covers you with liabilities and also just demonstrates to your people grading you for us that's like our patient care coordinators and our clinic faculty team coach that even if I'm not getting a lot of work done at least I'm trying to reach out to people and then if people aren't responsive after like a couple messages or if they no show on you you send them a warning or a verify patient interest letter is how we do it at our school and then they have to call the school and say no, I really want to still be a patient or they never respond or they call and say, I hate it here. I don't ever want to come back. And then the school accordingly dismisses them or will reassign them to a new student, not back to you. If you've personally dismissed them, they're going to pop up on someone else's list, depending how you dismiss them. Sometimes you tell your patient care coordinator, oh, this person's going out of town for eight months, but once they're back, they want to continue care with me. Then you put a delay treatment letter and then the patient can continue care with you but if they've been no showing you or they've been misbehaving in a way that shouldn't dismiss them from the school but just you don't want to work with them you have the ability to dismiss them from your list which is nice but then you have less people on your list less work to do and you know not so nice when you look at it that way that we're being graded and trying to meet requirements so the last thing I wanted to say though is how I finished overall with like credits, if you will. So ours are called CEUs, clinical education units, and it's assigned per procedure. Some schools literally work in dollar signs. Most schools, I think, use CEU or a different term, but basically points per procedure. So a new patient exam is three, a normal exam is one, x-rays are like a percentage of a point and things like that. So our average was around 98 to 100 and I think I finished with 110 so I was pretty happy with that that was my goal was to break 100 to be on track to graduate you want 150 to 200 per semester but they know summer semester slow you're doing a lot of low credit procedures so by knowing that my personal goal was to break 100 and I was really happy that I did and I was also happy I didn't have any incompletes. So that kind of rounds off our clinic discussion and now we're going to get into going through class by class how everything went in that regard. 
So the website that has our transcript is under like maintenance right now. So I can't pull up exactly what classes I had, but I wrote them down and I think I have everything, but something could be missed. I'm just putting that disclaimer out there. So we had some full semester classes and then a couple classes that were half semester. So the half semester classes was endodontics and the other one was implants and both had a lecture and lab component. So it would be a couple days a week, you'd go to lecture and then after that you'd have a lab once a week. And implants was kind of cool. I liked it. And I liked that we got to do some hands-on with basically models. We like were able to work with like a Zimmer lab and they brought in all the supplies so we could still place an implant in like modeled mandible. And then endo, I really liked. I didn't do great on the final as I've mentioned, but I still really enjoyed the class. I thought it was really fun and interesting and I've liked all of my other endo classes in the past that were fully lectures, but this was lecture in the sense of how is this going to apply to doing an endodontics procedure versus our other ones were more case-based and treatment planning and evaluation of signs and symptoms versus this was like the instruments that you're using, the step-by-step, why are you doing it, what kind of microbes are found in the pulp canal, things like that. So more technical, I would say, than the classes we've had before, but I still enjoyed it, and I especially enjoyed the lab component. It was really fun, and I did really well on the practical, and I feel like I learned a lot. I wish we had more experience with endodontics clinically. We really just had the model teeth and a couple um, natural teeth, but those don't obviously have live pulps. They're like calcified because they're extracted teeth, but you still got to at least practice like your access openings on natural teeth as well. And then you practice instrumenting the canals on model teeth, which is what you use on boards. But I wish we learned more clinically on real patients endodontics. Most people only do one or two before they graduate and it's on an anterior tooth. So you're getting one canal. Sometimes they'll let you do a premolar, but you're never doing molars or like more than one or two canals at our school, which I don't love. But that was the two half semester classes. And then for full semester classes, we had fixed prosthodontics, head and neck, another implants class, special care dentistry, a pediatrics class, and medical emergencies. And then I had an extra class for my orthodontics selective. And then for rotations, we had pediatric rotation. Well, I had it. And then we had radiology rotation, ortho rotation. And then I had the rotation for my ortho selective, which is just like an extra class I was taking. So the way rotations work, those last three I mentioned, radiology and ortho, everyone has every semester. And then the selective I was taking as an extra class. And then pediatrics, it was just my turn to take it. A small group goes every two weeks and mine happened in the summer other people's might be in the winter or the fall and same thing some people were on hospital or oral surgery last semester but I haven't had mine yet and the pediatric rotation I think I talked about in intros hopefully you all learned a little bit about it that was my last two weeks of clinic though and it was a blast I wish I got to do operative on a kiddo I did not I assisted on operative basically meaning like a restoration on a child I just did exams and profies and radiographs which is still a lot of fun and good practice to learn how to work with children I wished that I did operative though I wished that I placed sealants and I wished that I had more young children 
Most of my patients were 12 to 15. They aged out of the pediatric clinic at 16. And I only had one patient that was like three years old. I wish I had more of the even six months to four to five years old because I find that would be more challenging. And I wanted those challenges, but unfortunately, it just didn't work out that way for my rotation. So for the classes that were full semesters, I listed them all off to you. But honestly, nothing sticks out as loving it other than I liked pediatrics lecture a lot and I liked my ortho selective that I took a lot. Both of those, I just like kids. I like treatment planning and occlusion and learning more about those subjects. I can see them directly applying to my work as a general practitioner and I find them to be very interesting and they're just really well done classes. There's a lot of case-based scenarios that are more interesting and more applicable and help me learn things better by actually thinking through a patient scenario rather than just giving general facts and info. And on the flip side, even though fixed prosthodontics is something I will also do as a general dentist, I did not like that class and I did very badly in it. That was the one class that was my lowest grade. I don't know why it was so challenging It's like it made sense to me, but then I would get questions wrong on the exam. So obviously something wasn't connecting there. And then my head and neck class, I did well in. We had just one lab session the whole semester. Um, Again, in small groups, people went at different times and we just kind of reviewed anatomy for local anesthetic and then also different types of blocks you could do if you were doing more surgical procedures rather than just restorative work like we do. The other implants class was more based on like treatment planning, but it kind of overlapped with the other class that was half semester, except this one was full semester and a different professor. It was fine. I didn't really like it. I just kind of did it. And that was that. And then the special care class was interesting. I wish it was in person because I feel like I would have gotten more out of it and personally just been more engaged. I feel like because it was an easier class, it kind of fell to the back burner for me and I didn't get as much out of it as I would like to. And then the last class was the medical emergencies that I really enjoyed knowing a little bit more about it, but I didn't enjoy the class or the class structure. It was really disorganized and just I felt like we didn't learn as much as we should have and could have. And it's such an important topic, but because of that, the course director who was thrown into it last minute because the person that was the course director left the school and then this person had like a week or two to prepare this whole course or reuse what was used before and you could just tell it just wasn't wasn't how it should have been and the course director wasn't really happy with it but they had to take on the clinical responsibilities of this faculty that left as well as the class and I'm sure there just wasn't enough hours in the day to revamp this class in that short of time and it just kind of showed through with the way the class worked and because of that the faculty did feel bad and I think he's gonna kind of give us like a summary sheet and more information it's not like you can't find information about how to handle medically complex patients and medical emergencies online and articles we have a textbook for the class but it just feels like we should have been taught it rather than here figure it out kind of thing because then why are we paying for the class if I could have just accessed this information on my own anyways so I'm hoping that we'll get some extra info at some point but it was a topic that I felt very non-competent in and now I feel a little bit more comfortable which is good but I'd like to feel levels and levels above that because it is something so crucial you need to be able to respond properly to different medical emergencies in a healthcare setting 
And that is a quick, quick recap of all of the classes, my likes and dislikes, classes, just aren't as high priority these days because of managing patients and everything else going on in my schedule. As I've said before, I really just try to learn as much as I can rather than focus on the letter grades and see how these things can directly apply to my patients and take that with me as I go into clinic and eventually graduate and work as a dentist. So the last thing I want to talk about is club stuff, personal life, summer semester life outside of class and clinic. So it was great, just in short, in summary, loved it. Summer was a lot of fun. I was able to travel a bit. We get a week off for July 4th, and then we have that two-week break at the end of the semester that I'm just coming off of. So I feel like you get time to rest, to chill, to enjoy summer relatively speaking because you're still in school and some of your peers might not be like some of your friends outside of dental school or your family or your partner or whatever it may be so if they're literally doing nothing obviously you're gonna feel FOMO sometimes but for the most part I definitely could enjoy all my weekends I could do what I want I could study outside and since we have some time periods that are flexible with scheduling our own patients, I just felt like I could find a really good balance between personal and school. And as for clubs, clubs kind of die down a little in the summer, but we still had a lot of fun stuff with ASDA. I've talked about in other episodes, but we had the golf outing, we had pre-dental day, we went to a Tigers game, we had some lunch and learns, we had some socials with like the new dentist committee for our district of the Michigan Dental Association. So there was a lot of fun stuff in that regard. I wish more of the other clubs did stuff. I think some of the clubs I'm in did nothing all summer and then some did one event. Going into fall semester, which can be its own episode at some point, I'm definitely dropping some clubs. I will just leave it at that because they are a waste of money. I don't want to sound harsh, but I mean, if you don't do any events or you do like one or two events, it just doesn't feel worth it. I know sometimes you're only paying $25, $30, which maybe you're getting back by the sandwich you got at the Lunch and Learn, but it just seems like you should get more bang for your buck and it doesn't always seem like clubs are on top of it and I know they're student run, so I get it. But at the same time, I'm not going to put my energy and money towards something if I'm not getting anything out of it. Our lease just renewed for our house, I guess, is a update. We knew we were resigning with the same girl. So it's me, another third year and two fourth years in a four bedroom house in Ann Arbor. And we love it here. The rent went up a little bit, which is always a little bit of a pain when you have to pay that every month and now it's more expensive but it could be worse it's still a really fair price for the area and we love it here i'm hoping to stay for my fourth year but we're on the lookout for roommates so if you are a michigan dental student and you're listening and you want to live with me let me know we need two people to move in next summer but we'd have to resign um by november 1st so we're kind of a little stressed about that just trying to get it to all work out and I think that's really all the life updates, though, as for what happened over the summer. 
I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know it was a little all over the place, but I love to just do quick recaps, at least letting you know how things went and any key takeaways I have from the semester. And I feel like I was able to do that in this episode. So I will talk to you all next Monday when we have another guest. His name is Dr. Vince and he is a general dentist practicing in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. So not too far from where I am. And he practices dentistry in a pretty unique way. And I think you all will enjoy to hear from him and hear his story. So with all that said, I will talk to you next Monday.